Welcome to the Plant Rich Podcast, where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schrader, owner of the Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? received an incredibly generous gift from my brother and his wife. They invited my family to join them in a vacation to Disney World in Florida, a place I've never been, and probably would not have been able to go without their generosity. And it was a truly immersive healing experience for the inner child in me. It was really clear after just the first two days there that I was actually on pilgrimage to the sort of epicenter of the mythos of my childhood. The characters all around me were characters that I went to for comfort and inspiration um, when I was very young. And that young part of me was so present and so active during that whole experience in Disney World. I also became aware of sort of a meta story that seems to be woven through the Disney mythos. And that became clear to me when we watched the show Fantasmic at the end of um, our day at Magic Kingdom. And that meta story is woven throughout all of the stories that Disney presents to us, which is that we have the power of choice and that our imagination is the source of our power and the source of our ability to choose Our imagination can guide us towards empowerment, creativity, flourishing in community, or it can drive us to isolation, paranoia, anger, sabotage, and that we have a choice how we will use that faculty I've seen in my own life so many times how my mind will start to make stories about events that are happening in my life and how, depending on how well-resourced I am at the time, if I'm physically well, if I'm feeling healthy in my body, if the astrological weather is calm, I tend to have stories that are more generous more balanced, more optimistic. And times when I'm not well-resourced, when I'm tired or sick, or I've spent a lot of time alone with my, just my own thoughts, I tend to go more easily into places of pessimism and victimization. 
There was a clear message through the Disney meta story as well that a safeguard against the negative use of imagination is community. That when we work together for the common good of all, we are more likely to believe in and apply ourselves to a positive story. One of the formative stories of my young life and probably my favorite Disney story is Beauty and the Beast. In the Disney telling of this old French story, we encounter this cursed being who was found wanting, who was found to not have compassion in his heart, and so he was punished into beastly form and set on a clock. You have this much time to find compassion, to find true love, or you'll be a beast forever. I really related to this story as a child, and I understood how hard it can be to find love and compassion and vulnerability when we're in so much pain, when we're poorly resourced. This is a story that stayed with me all of my life. And I feel it has really tempered my own expectations and deepened my compassion. I do not wear rose-colored glasses about Disney or any other empire. There are so many times that Disney has gotten it wrong. That they've been complicit in appropriation, in the destruction of ecological systems in abuse of people and alongside the beast qualities of Disney there is also this powerful messaging around empowerment overcoming obstacles believing in our own goodness and making the world a better place for everyone and I hold them both together, as I do most places in my life. We are currently in a climate where we are hugely tempted to give ourselves to moral superiority and to believe that things are all one way or all another way, all good or all bad all right or all wrong and I don't think that's ever true just as Disney is complicit in violence against indigenous people and the land it is also foundational in our own mythos of liberation just like my own ancestors who were complicit in the displacement an eradication of Native people in the United States and also created a safe life for me, their, their descendant. There is too much gray in the world to ever think that we can know for sure which side of a line that we can put someone on or something on or ourselves. 
we can know an act is immoral or wrong, but a heart, a human, a creature, I don't think it's ever within our scope to be the judge of a person's character. Or even something as nuanced and evolving as a company like Disney. I've been told by many people that my ambiguity and my unwillingness to categorize people makes me complicit with the enemy, whatever the enemy du jour might be. I've been told that this willingness to wade in the gray areas makes me weak and dangerous. And yet, I don't ever believe that compassion is a weakness or that mercy is a weakness. I don't ever believe that othering is a strength or provides safety. Where I think we're missing the mark there is confusing discernment with condemnation and the difference between calling out versus calling in. Because we've been indoctrinated into a throwaway society and we've come to believe that we can exile people because we have felt exiled ourselves. We are quick to cut and run, to demonize, other, and vilify, and turn our backs, pretending that those that we've othered no longer exist. They get what they get. They have it coming. They deserve this. But if we call in instead, if we stay part of the community that we all belong to, and we say this behavior is not in alignment with what we agree to or want to participate in, but we're not going to leave you, we're not going to run, we're not going to exile, we're not going to other then there's an opportunity for creative tension, for positive shame, for reconciliation and struggle, which is the fertile ground of becoming and healing. Whether we do that with Disney or our neighbor or our family or our church or our coven, if we stay and say, I cannot abide this. Something else can shift in us and in the community. And back to discernment, there are times when we must not stay. If we have communicated our boundaries and they are not respected, if we are in physical danger, if we're suffering emotional violence, or financial hardship, we cannot stay because that is a violation of ourselves. In that case, we're othering ourselves. But we've become so quick to exile and it's making us weaker. 
It's making us intellectually weaker, emotionally weaker, and it's damaging the resilience of our communities. Just like the beast who has exiled another and in many ways is deserving of exile himself who acts in ways that are brash and hostile and selfish. And yet, there is a core of goodness there that is drawn out and redemption is possible. It may not be for us to do that work for whatever community or relationship we find struggle in. It may be that we need to walk away but we are stronger together. And learning to stay in the tension of opposition and challenge and call out the behavior while calling in the person, the human, is what will lay the groundwork for another way of being. Today, Pluto ingresses into Aquarius for the first time since the 1780s. It will retrograde back into Capricorn before it fully settles into Aquarius in 2024, but we're starting to get a taste of what the next phase of our evolution will ask of us, and it is this. It will ask us to find common ground, to build something new together out of our common interests, our common desires, our flawed humanity, it will ask us to leave behind our tribalism and our desire to destroy what is other, to embrace the weird, freaky, flawed, diverse mess of humanity, and to look out for one another even when we don't agree with each other. I heard that message loud and clear at Disney. My inner child felt the hunger for that kind of safety, being a child who was terribly bullied and who was exiled and who felt like a beast in many ways. I know it was through the generosity and kindness of others that my goodness was able to bloom again after so much heartache. And when we can collectively decide to create environments that draw out goodness, we will have made a huge step forward in creating the world that we all want to live in. So when we find ourselves feeling compelled to judge, condemn, cancel, exile, other, belittle, ridicule, I hope that we have the stories, the mythology, whether that's from Disney stories in our childhood, Greek mythology, the church that you belong to, what, wherever you find the fabric of meaning. I hope that you have a story there that warns you about the outcome of that kind of thinking. What happens to us when we start to sever ties all around us because we find everywhere we look there's something to hold in contempt everywhere we look we find people aren't measuring up 
They disappoint us at every turn. I hope you have a story that warns of the outcome of that kind of behavior that you can refer to for teaching and wisdom and to help you discern. In the story of Beauty and the Beast, we not only have the consequences of the beast's behavior, but we have Gaston, the hyper-masculine trophy hunter out for himself, wanting to destroy an other what he doesn't understand. And we see how that turns out for him. And then we have the animistic um, hostages of the castle who've become animate objects ensouled with human souls who have stuck together and cared for each other in the worst circumstances and they've become resilient wise loving compassionate humble in our world today the people who've been living on the margins those who have been systematically oppressed, exiled, othered, demonized, like the animistic tenants, residents of the castle, they have become wise survivors. They know how to navigate the challenges of this world, and we would be wise to sit at their feet. Those who do not identify with the dominant cultural power structure and who've been trodden on by that structure they will be the teachers of tomorrow they are our wise elders they will lead us away from the world that we're leaving behind and will usher in a new world which is being born today now with every breath and every action we take those who have been demonized and exiled know the price of that. The revolution is here, and it is a revolution of love and belonging and inclusion. And the Gastons of the world are terrified, and because they're terrified, they're dangerous. So let's join together. Let's call out that behavior when we see it in those we love and call in the members of our community who are acting out of fear into those in power who would endanger the innocent, who would hurt people. May we hold them accountable for their actions while also holding ourselves accountable for creating systems that empowered them in the first place. This is the fruit of mutual belonging and the realization of our connectedness. Nothing happens in isolation. Everything belongs to all of us. We bear the responsibility to dream the future together. And after spending a week in Disney World, my inner child believes more than ever in the possibility of tomorrow. To further support my work, please consider joining our community 
at patreon.com slash the rebel herbalist. Here you will find plant herbaria, deep sharings about the journey with plants and people, and a space for you to ask your questions and share your own journey with the plants. If you're not able to join us on the Patreon community, and you still want to be in support of our work, please consider sharing this podcast with others or liking and following our pages on social media, Instagram and Facebook. Thank you for joining me for the Plant Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Schrader. I'm an herbalist, a mother, a holistic nurse, and a practitioner of the ancient ways. You can connect with me between episodes at therebelherbalist.com or on Instagram and Facebook, The Rebel Herbalist. Thank you for joining me, and it's time to come back to life.